Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Last week, PLDT announced that they will be conducting an emergency maintenance on one of their cables that will affect internet access for its subscribers for at least five days. But that also gives us an excuse to talk about how internet works and gets to the Philippines. Now, ever wondered kung ano nangyari dun sa Bangladesh bank highest a few years back? The PCIJ was just as curious. And now, they're talking to us about their findings. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's September 28. Ito ang Teka Teka. Balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka Teka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka Teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Teka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are your internet hasn't been affected by the maintenance going on in the Pacific Ocean. Pero maraming nagtataka, Teka, ano nga bang maintenance na yan at bakit kailangan yan? We spoke with tech journalist Bob Reyes to take this opportunity to further understand and deepen our appreciation kung saan nanggagaling ang internet access natin and how does this all get to our devices. From the telco side, they connect the Philippines to the internet by means of cables and satellites. What happens basically is we have submarine cables as primary gateways. Normally, may mga backup cables naman yan. So it's just, these are physical cables na nakalatag sa seabed, sa ocean floor. So let's say one telco here in the Philippines connects to a gateway going to Singapore or Japan. And then in turn, itong si Singapore and Japan, sila yung nakakabit sa backbone ng internet para makakonek yung kung sino man yung company na gustong kumonek sa kanila. So pag naputol yon, ang mangyayari is kung merong backup cable yung ISP or yung telco, yun ang gagamitin nila. Pero syempre, uh, it may take some time for them to do that. Capacity will be diminished. So kung yung may, minsan yung latency or yung speed will be affected. Marami ng beses na nangyari yun eh, na nagkaroon ng cable cut uh, somewhere sa ocean. So affected yung connection natin dito sa Pilipinas. Rob, flashback tayo. 2016, remember that Bangladesh Central Bank heist when more than 81 million US dollars were stolen from its account with the Federal Reserve Bank in New York. Grabe yun. Yes, the funds made their way to the Philippines and seemed to just disappear. There was even a Senate inquiry on the matter. Oh yes, we became rather infamous for that. 
Well, nabuhay uli itong issue eh. So Trisha Aquino talked with the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism about this story. Yes, Inday, Robbie, four years after the Bangladesh bank heist, we are finding na may notorious track record na palang isa sa mga major characters in this crime. Kinausap ko ang isang journalist who's been looking into this over the past months. My name is Carol Ilagan and I am the editorial director of the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism or PCIJ. At ito ang natuklasan ni Carol at ng kanyang team sa PCIJ. Remember, ano, di ba, naganap yung Bangladesh Bank heist um, in 2016. And doon sa cyber heist na iyon, na may nanakaw na $81 million from the Central Bank of Bangladesh, may na-involve doon na remittance firms. Isa doon sa remittance firms, Philrem. Tapos ito palang Philrem na ito, ilang taon bago mag-Bangladesh Bank heist, Apparently, siya pala ay involved in quote-unquote suspicious transactions. So meaning, naglalabas siya, nagpapasok ng pera sa Pilipinas, labas ng Pilipinas, paloob ng Pilipinas. Tapos hindi alam kung kanino galing yung pera at kung kanino mapupunta yung pera. You're probably thinking, why should I care kung hindi ko alam kung kanino galing ang pera at kung kanino mapupunta ito? Pakiko ba? Sa madaling salita, kaya kailangan natin malaman kung sino ang source at sino ang receiver para ma-check natin na malinis yung pinanggalingan at papupuntahan ng pera natin. Ang isa pang example naman ay, let's say you are a public official, ang um, gusto mong maglabas ng pera kasi gusto mong makaiwas sa mga tumitingin ng mga wealth dito sa Pilipinas or ayaw mong magbayad ng taxes, ilalabas mo yung pera mo. Again, four years na since the Bangladesh Bank heist, we expect na naghigpit na ang financial institutions natin. So, ano ba ang ginagawa ng mga banko natin para ma-avoid ang ganitong mga suspicious transaction? Dapat inaalam ng isang banko ang kanyang mga kliyente o customers. So, dapat nagme-make sense yung mga activities niya finance-wise. So, kung biglang For example, for the past few years, ang galaw ng pera sa isang kliyente na ito, let's say, you know, 100,000 pesos every month. And then biglang nagkaroon ka ng $1 million na, na transaction, dapat tanungin kung saan galing at kung kanino mapupunta yung pera na iyon. Itong sinasabi ni Carol based yan sa FinCEN Files. Baka nakita niyo na rin yung term sa mga newsfeed niyo sa Facebook. Ang FinCEN Files ay isang global investigative collaboration na inorganize ng International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. So, nagsimula ang reporting na ito dahil lumapit ang BuzzFeed News sa ICIJ dahil um, pinaalam nila na may nag-leak sa kanila ng dokumento. So, ang dokumento na ito ay yung tinatawag na Suspicious Activity Reports or ito mga files ng FinCEN. Ang FinCEN kasi or the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network ng US Treasury ano sa United States, yan yung parang counterpart ng AMLC sa Pilipinas. So, yung nalik sa FinCEN itong SARs and then ang ICIJ ang nag-share 
sa kanyang mga partners in 88 countries. More than 400 reporters worked on these documents. We'll tell you more about the FinCEN files and how it affects us Filipinos in another episode of Teka Teka. Maraming salamat, Trisha Aquino. Now let's talk about health. One important thing to talk about, this vaccine allocation deal that was passed last week. Not a lot of people might have heard this, but it was a landmark moment in the field of healthcare all the same. While they are still running clinical trials for the coronavirus vaccine, 156 countries have agreed to let vulnerable healthcare systems and frontline workers get vaccinated first. Josa Quinones joins us again to tell us more about this COVID-19 vaccine allocation plan na they're calling it COVAX. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Inday. Coming up with an effective COVID vaccine is only half the battle. The bigger challenge is getting everyone vaccinated. Pero dahil limited ang supply, nandun yung concern na ang maunang makuha ng bakuna ay yung mga mayamang bansa who can afford it. As early as now, countries like Britain, France, Germany, and the U.S. have entered into pre-purchase agreements with vaccine manufacturers. Meaning kapag lumabas ang vaccine, sila ang unang makakuha at magpapavaccinate ang kanilang mga citizens. This development called vaccine nationalism is starting to concern the World Health Organization, which is why they came up with COVAX. Here is what WHO Chief Tedros Ghebreyesus said in August. We need to prevent vaccine nationalism. Like an orchestra, we need all instruments to be played in harmony to create music that everyone enjoys. One or two instruments playing by themselves just won't suffice when the world is waiting and listening intently. Ang goal ay mabakunahan ang at least 20% ng population ng bawat bansa. Pero given the projected limited supply, ang unang batch ay dapat umabot ng at least 3% of the population. Sa phase 1 ng vaccination, nagkasundo ang mga bansa na uunahing mapabakunahan ang mga health workers at iba pang nag-aalaga sa mga COVID patients and yung mga vulnerable groups, tulad ng mga over 65 years old at ang mga below 65 years old na may severe underlying conditions. Ito ay iba sa mga vaccine allocation plans para sa ibang sakit tulad ng influenza. Usually, inuuna ang mga bata at mga buntis. Sa phase 2, ibibase ang allocation per country sa level of threat o kung ano ang impact ng COVID sa bansa at sa level of vulnerability o kung gaano ka-at risk ang isang bansa base sa kanilang health system at population factors. Kasama ang Pilipinas sa initiative na to. Noong August, sinabi ni Science and Technology Secretary Fortunato de la Peña na nag-budget sila na 1.5 billion pesos para mabakunahan ng unang 3 million Filipinos. Maraming salamat, Diyos Aquinones. And before we end, once again, can you guess what this sound is? Friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us on our Teka Teka Facebook page. And did you know who was speaking in our last episode? I've been hearing in my district, the businessmen, the the old people, they're saying maybe they will just not vote. I'm not saying to do it, just, just consider it. 
Mm -hmm. That's Pampanga's second district representative, Mike Arroyo, the son of the former president, Gloria Arroyo. At sinabi niya yan during the budget hearing of the commission on elections. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories. And also, please continue to follow Puma Podcast for more updates on our other podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast, is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian. With reports from Trisha Aquino and Josa Quinones, maraming salamat po. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.